This chicky nug of French will not stand. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. You know, I think we need to make this episode a French episode. And that, Ooh. we're going to be talking about the tongue. Talking about the tongue. Anything, listen, the French stuck their flag into the tongue many, many years ago. The tongue and the fry. And they cannot, that's right. they, listen, they, that's what they own. And they can't. It can't be it's taken. It's pretty from rad. That. That's great that that you know you you literally like. Hey, one method of kissing is 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 ours. It's That's well cool, and also it's like it's the method. It is the method. Name it another is. method of kissing, and like, no, and even can't. if you could, would it beat French kissing? American kissing is so boring. <laughs> American kissing is just is just where you're just ramming your tongue in there. <laughs> Yeah, when it's unwanted. It's fact. unwanted, it's, and you're just you're just trying to take out strategic <laughs> targets within the other person's <laughs> mouth. Yeah, American kissing is a method of of dislodging a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about let's talk about the tongue. Are you a are you a are you a tongue person? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've been known to have a tongue. Yeah, if that's what you're like, asking, we like tongues. This is a really fascinating story uh, about tongues. This is actually a a um, an article on Science Alert that was written by uh, Mike Richardson, uh, who is talking about his own um, his own research into this area. This was a story posted on our uh, on our Discord by Dire Nair. Dire Nair, thank you for uh, for posting this, Dire Nair. Uh, this is our exclusive Discord for patrons. Uh, you only only cost you a buck be part of it but it's awesome stories great stuff awesome yeah awesome conversation just head to uh, uh, patreon.com slash we have concerns to find out how to do that yeah that's the important part of the information thank you for including that uh, but th- mike richardson this is a scientist who is uh doing a lot of research into uh into the tongue specifically Dude, did this guy did this guy go out and create the position of kissing scientist <laughs> That's a good. He's a French scientist. He's a <laughs> my Michel Richardson is what his name actually is. <laughs> right. But right. no, this is this is such a good. I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's a grift, but here's what I am saying: when you decide that you want to be a kissing scientist who only studies kissing, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. It's that's pretty a pretty. Good. That's a pretty good grift. It's pretty good. You're like, uh, you're in there, you're there in grad school and it's like, what are you going to write your, uh, or you're going to be like, what are you going to write your thesis on? It's like smooching. <laughs> full on tongue. Smooching with full on tongue. You're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to set up a double blind group. If you know what I'm saying, I'm going to need a hundred volunteers. The to laboratory smooch. of first base. You know, if you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, as you're researching, of course, you're across the table, you notice someone who's also into that research and your eyes meet and you realize. But not another scientist necessarily. Could be though. It could be, but it's not necessarily another scientist. It could be, I mean, I don't understand the ethics of this. It can't be any, it's probably a little bit worse than than dating a coworker, but what if you, uh, what if your research leads you to find the best kisser in the world? Whoa. And it's not you. Whoa, not you. <laughs> no, it's one of the people from your group. They volunteered. Turns out they're empirically the best kisser in the world. Now what? Now you have that information. 
you, yeah. you know, and you've kissed them before. Maybe there's something there. Do you go do you for know, it? They're the best kisser you, in the world. How do you not act on that information? It's, it would be tough. You, it, it's like, and this is where the like grift, stumbling. this is where the grift backfires, Jeff. Yes. This is where the it's, con man finds out that he's gotten, he's gotten in too deep. What, it's like stumbling upon a, a Michelin three-star restaurant. Oh, whoops. And, and, and it, it was there in your basement the whole time. It was right there. It was right there. What are you going to do? You're going to leave the basement and go to McDonald's? No. Absolutely You're going to eat at that Michelin three-star restaurant. Absolutely you know not. Saying? You're going to ask them, like, if they've been just, if they're the reason why your gas bill has been so high. <laughs> That's for sure. It does explain all the foot traffic through your A lot of foot entryway. traffic. A lot of foot traffic. A lot of people, just, just from the basement, your children thought your house was haunted because from the basement, they always heard somebody yelling, corners, <laughs> corners, yes, chef. hands. <laughs> Well, I don't, uh, I don't want to go too far down this road because this isn't actually about smooching. Uh, Although, if anybody does have a good smooching story, please post it. I on got the a Discord. couple, but I don't know if they're I, appropriate. No, not your smooching <laughs> stories. I mean, I mean science <laughs> stories. I don't want to hear your smooching stories. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this is about uh, the tongue as uh, as an input device, as a sensory organ. Oh, and it turns out, uh, as you may be able to intuit that the tongue is a pretty uh pretty complex bit of communication it it it, it communicates a lot of information to you it's a sensitive mm-hmm. uh organ that actually can be used in combination with other senses to provide more information than what we use it for the idea here is that Folks that might have uh, sensory loss in other ways, vision loss, hearing loss, we use certain devices to uh, accentuate other senses yes. to make up for, you know, you can think of Braille as a sense of touch yes. in making up for loss of vision. This is research to use the tongue to make up for a loss of vision or or hearing now, or other senses. I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to uh, denigrate the research of Michelle Richardson here, but I will say, gross. <laughs> uh, when you tell me, hey, maybe you can't see something. Maybe you, uh, maybe you can't feel something with your hands. What you, you should lick it instead. <laughs> that to me is says, no, Jeff. I'm going to mm. say no. I'm going to sure, say sure, that sure. for a number of reasons. Just lick it. I don't want to lick things to identify them. I am neither baby nor dog. I am smarter than every baby and every dog. And I know that that is how you get icky mouth. And that's how you get the sickness. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike Richardson, I I want to have him stripped of all of his... Uh, all of his accolades and his quali- qualifications immediately because I uh-huh, refuse uh-huh. to uh, lick whatever weird shit it is that he wants me to lick. Well, okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, and, and I guess I should have headed that one off at the pass because that's that's not what Mr. Richardson is suggesting. He, he doesn't want you to just lick any old thing. Uh, no, he's come up with a, well, actually, he didn't come up with this. This is a, an actually a, um, a, a device that has been around since 1998. It's called brain hit clips. <laughs> it's not hit no. clips. No, it's not. It's not. Thir- it it's not thirty seconds of your favorite songs. No, no pop up video. No, no, it's not okay. any of that. 
this is, it's, it's called Brainport. Uh, and it base, it is fascinating. It, it's a device that looks a lot like a lollipop. Uh, it has a, has a, a sensor on, or not a sensor. It has a, uh, a feedback device that it, like the head of a lollipop mm-hmm. and a stick. And you put it on your tongue and it converts the video feed from a camera into moving patterns of electrical stimulation. So basically what happens is the, the resolution of this thing is 400 by 400. So it's a, it's not super high fidelity, but if you imagine a video feed at that resolution, uh huh, and, and then you put this thing in your mouth, each pixel of the video feed, it corresponds to an electrical pulse on the head of the brain port device. So you get this picture drawn on the surface of your tongue. Huh. Okay. They describe it as being the sensation of like uh, eating pop rocks, like this this little electrical, almost like, you know, like a stinging sensation on your tongue, but in a very specific pattern. So let's say you put your hand in front of the camera, you get this hand image painted on the surface of your tongue Wait. in electrical impulses. I don't... So... Okay, we're, we're looking at a picture of the brain port the Brainport Vision Pro right now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm seeing I'm seeing what you're saying. It's it's a woman who is holding this tiny camera, I guess, in front of her. Uh, she's got a, an implant. It looks like in the base of her skull right here that connects to this visor that goes around her head. And that is I don't think that, is that an implant? I don't think that's an implant. I think that's just a, I think it's just a camera. Oh, okay, so that's just the back of the camera. Okay, yeah, exactly. So this is just yeah. something you place over your head. It right. makes it makes contact with places around your head and yeah. sends stimulus from the camera. Now I don't understand the painting a picture on your tongue. What does that mean? It literally is is a pixel by pixel representation of what you see. So it's. So imagine just a binary image, a monochrome image on or off. And if you have your hand, mm-hmm. then the the pixels that are on that show your hand right. are the ones that are uh, pressing down on your tongue or, or electrically stimulating your tongue. Now, so you feel the image of the hand represented on your tongue. So if you were to draw a picture of a hand on my tongue, I would somehow... Like, I would feel it and I would be like, that's a hand. How instantaneous is this? I think, I think, no, it doesn't go into explicitly how this feels, but my, my sense of it is it, it, a, it is instantaneous. And my sense of it is that it's like, if you can imagine, you know, when you eat something or like, let's say you put a lifesaver in your mouth, right? Yeah. You can feel just with your tongue the shape of that lifesaver. You know that the lifesaver has the little sort of embossed, but that's just a circle text. But I couldn't read. I couldn't read that it said lifesaver though. Well, maybe with training you could. But the point is, you could feel the contours of something there, and that's the important part: is that you understand the contours of the shape that you're looking for, and. 
for people with a visual impairment, they've already used this brain port thing uh, for folks that have suffered a stroke and can't maintain their balance. It, it helps them maintain their balance by knowing the contours of uh, a surface in front of them. Uh, and it was actually approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 2015 uh, for the a- for aid for the visually impaired. So it actually does help people get a sense of the their environment if they can't see it. Right. So they have a vision one that has the camera like we were talking about. And then it looks like they have this balanced one that looks like the camera or some sort of like IR field or something points down at your feet and it lets you know what the surface of the ground looks like in front of your feet by transferring that to your tongue. Yeah. They call them SSDs, sensory substitution devices. So it's basically substituting one sense for another. You can't see it. So it'll give you the sense of touch. Now they're saying for the balance one, they say that if you, if you train for like 20 minutes a day, twice a day for a few weeks, you begin to like feel a benefit within like a few days. Like you, you, like you learn to interpret this sort of input on your tongue. I would imagine the vision, the vision one takes a little more time just to be able to suss out the total number of things you got to figure out. Well, I'm sure you've had the experience as I have of walking up to a, you know, a, a, piece of braille on, you know, an ATM or whatever mm-hmm. and touching it and going, oh my gosh, I have no, I, I don't get this. Yeah. Right? It takes some training, but then people who are proficient with braille can read that very, very quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the interesting part is that the tongue is far more sensitive than your fingertips are for the sense of touch. Lick the ATM machine. Not a good idea. Okay. Not, t- tends not to be a good idea. All right. But but that's why people are using the tongue is that, you know, as proficient as we can get with our fingertips using touch to substitute for sight, the tongue is even more potentially uh, uh, has a higher fidelity. Here's the interesting part. Okay, okay, so that's all stuff that has been going on for years. This is where Mr. Mike Richardson comes in with his new research. He is attempting to use this device the brain port in combination with other inputs. They call it, um, uh, where, where's the phrase? Uh, uh, Posner cueing. Is that no, what I'm saying? No, no, it's low. Oh, they call it cross modal attention. So this is like attention, your attention, this, the, the Posner cueing, is uh, it says basically what happens, you've experienced this, we all have, of, you know, you feel something weird on your hand and you immediately your attention goes to it and you see, oh, it was a fly that landed on my hand for a second. Yeah. Or or, or you hear uh, a, a weird sound and you immediately turn to it. To what, what's happening is one sense is, you, you, your attention has been captured by one sense. Right. And you're using a second sense to confirm what it is. Because we we're taking in so much sensory input all the time. And then our brain goes, oh no, this one seems important. And exactly. so we turn all of our focus onto that thing. Our attention has been heightened by one sense and we use a second or third sense to confirm what that is. Gotcha. So Mike Richardson's theory here is we could do the same 
with your tongue. We could, because what, what happens is your tongue can get really overstimulated very easily. And they're finding this goes back this to one of those board. stories that I was, that you were telling me that I shouldn't tell on the show. I probably don't want to hear how your tongue was overstimulated. All right. Is this a, another ATM licking story? Buddy, is it ever? <laughs> um, yeah, you, your tongue can get overstimulated. So that's the problem they're finding with this brain port is that, you know, if you can use it for a little while, but once your tongue gets overstimulated, you kind of lose. It just feels like a bunch of stuff rubbing on your tongue. Yes, exactly. So what they so want to do, let me see if I can guess this. What they want to do is they want to make it so this implant, or sorry, not this implant, this device, it's not an implant. Uh, this device only sends to your tongue things that need to be immediately dealt with or are super important throughout the day. Well, I think it's even more clever than that. They're going to use it in combination with another sense. Oh. So they'll use it with in combination with audio cues. So it'll be like, hey, there is this audio cue that will uh, alert you to the position of something. And then the brain port on your tongue will give you the exact contours of it. Oh, so incoming so lifesaver. Sort of, exactly. Incoming lifesaver. Watch saver. out. Incoming lifesaver. It's, it's probably wintergreen. Watch out. Oh. Um, the, so if you get, if you spark really a slick. wintergreen lifesaver, does it screw with the device? Oh yeah. That's in the terms of service. Do not attempt to spark a wintergreen lifesaver while using brain port. Uh -huh. You may fry your tongue and face. Wow. Yeah. But it makes, but honestly, it just makes me want to try it even more. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. don't push that button. It's like, well, now I want to push the button. Like, don't lick the ATM. And, you know, well, nobody's yeah. ever told me that, and I don't think they should. Because <laughs> it's under capitalism, it's my money and it's my ATM, and I'll lick it if I want to. <laughs> I invoke my Fair rights enough. under capitalism. The rights yeah. of American kissing. American kissing is when you kiss an ATM instead <laughs> that of other does people. sound right. That does sound right. Just right in the, the little slot yeah. where the money comes French out. French kissing just, is, ah. a, is a passionate sort of kissing between two people. And American kissing is when you kiss an ATM or uh, some articles of incorporation <laughs> because you care about them more than people. <laughs> yeah. Is it, you have to, you just suck the $20 bill right out of the slot. Mm -hmm. That's what you do with American kissing. That's good kissing. <laughs> good American kissing. So I have to ask, Jeff, this... This combination sensory input, uh, something like a like a sound or an audio cue telling you that something is happening and then, you know, your brain feels it. Is this a practical technology and is it more accessible, more usable than something like uh, like a retinal implant or something like that? Well, it's a, a fraction of the cost of that, mm -hmm. which is something that Richardson points out. Uh, it, it could be uh, much more accessible to people because it, it, you know, it's just much cheaper to do. Right. And it's not, it's non-surgical. Exactly. It's, it's, you literally just put this thing on and wear it. Right. And they're finding that when you use them in combination, they're, they're, they're experimenting. He's, he talks a lot about how they're experimenting with what's the ratio of cues between what you feel on your tongue and what you hear or what some other, maybe some other touch sense that you might get from something else. Like this is the part that is so interesting to me, this cross-modal sensory input where it's not just, hey, we're going to substitute eyesight for touch or eyesight for hearing or whatever. It's we're going to substitute eyesight for a, 
a variety of different senses that all work in collaboration mm-hmm. to paint the picture that your eyesight might. So if something and, feels like this, sounds like this, and looks like this on my tongue, I will immediately know that's a coffee table and not the corner of a wall. Exactly, exactly. Because and the corner fact, of a wall sounds different and feels different. Yes. In fact, they're using this to give visually impaired rock climbers the ability to practice their hobby, to continue to climb rocks. What they're doing, he says, we're exploring the possibility of using sound to cue where the next handhold might be and then use feedback on the tongue to precisely locate the hold. Now, that's fascinating to me because that's also something that rock climbers who have no sensory impairment have trouble finding. One of the things that people are constantly training and trying to do at like rock, like indoor rock climbing gyms or even out on known like rock faces is like, where's the next handhold? I don't see it. I can't feel it. I don't know where the next place to put my hand is. So it's wild to me that this device would be able to know that. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's extraordinary to use it to help people who may have a disability or or have an impairment that they need to overcome. I think that's phenomenal. But it also seems like it would have application as an additive sensory input. Now, you, know, where, you put this in a very polite way, uh, in probably the best possible way, because my brain was thinking, I want to do it, I want to try it, I want to do it, I want to try it. And like, <laughs> that's not, and my, and the, the better part of my brain was like, hey, brain, this is not for us. This is for people who need it. My brain was like, no, want to try, want to do, want to feel. Can we right. do this? I mean, I, I think it's really cool. I, this, this notion of training other senses to work together in ways that aren't intuitive, aren't natural, aren't what we already kind of do just by growing up. This like reminds saying, me hey, of, the, uh, of the story that you brought up uh, I think it was a couple of months back of the uh, the sixth finger that was controlled right. that was controlled by a foot pedal and it can't right. do as much as a regular finger, but just the added just the added ability to have like something else that can grip that nobody else has made people start using it in new and interesting ways. The idea that all of my senses would be communicating more information to me than they normally do throughout the day, right. I find incredibly fascinating. Yeah. How do I, I, I exploit this to kiss all the ATMs? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because finally there could be a, a connection between your tongue and your ear that isn't you just putting your tongue in someone's ear. Right. Because it would be my own ear. Yeah. Which I've tried. Can't do. It's very difficult. Very, very difficult. difficult. I don't know very many. Who do you, do you think anybody can? Do you think there's somebody out there that can? No, that's What's incredible. The- that's too long. That's, that's insane. That's Even, uh, what's his name from Kiss? He probably Gene Simmons. Yeah. Um, famously long tongue. Famously long tongue. Famously long tongues of human history. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever been able to do that. But I, I yeah. love this. I love the idea of, because even if you think about it, even just having little audio cues, this reminds me actually of something that we have that does seem like cross-modal attention right now, which is, okay, I'm on my uh, I'm on my Vespa or I'm in my car and I have Apple Maps telling me where to go and I've got my watch on 
my wrist. Mm. And not only is Apple Maps making a little bing bong to let me know that that uh, a turn is coming up, I also feel a tap on my wrist. Right. And so even if I'm not paying attention to the map, I do know, oh, a turn or, or a turn or an exit is coming up. That is exactly the same principle at play. And it's just that, but with a much more sensitive organ, your tongue instead of your wrist. You know, your wrist has a very low fidelity uh, feedback. You're saying that your tongue wrap my Apple Watch around my tongue. Yes, that's what I've been telling you for ages. Yeah, but Please, you didn't give just, me a reason. And so it just seemed like a weird thing that you do. I was like, <laughs> to what purpose? It seems like it would, it, honestly, it seems like over an amount of time, it would either damage you or the watch. No, they're, 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 you know, they're uh, water sensitive or proof now. They're, uh, you can put them, you can submerge them in your mouth. You can submerge them in your mouth, everybody. Apple watches, submerge them in your mouth, trademark and copyright the Apple Corporation. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think this is really, really cool. And the idea that, you know, he says they're using machine learning to like analyze the camera data and specifically with rock climbing to, to identify the holds. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you can imagine like wearing a camera, it is doing some process to identify things that you don't even have to have your attention on. Right. I mean, I guess this is very similar to like, you know, navigation in your car where I'm not paying attention to where I'm going or what streets are happening because that's being handled by the computer. And here you can even have that on a much more granular scale, like these handholds or something else in your environment. Are you talking about Spidey Sense, my guy? I'm talking about Spidey Sense. Are you getting, are we? Danger alerted to me through my tongue. Little tiny wavy lines coming out of my head. But out of your tongue. That's basically what this is, but it's on my tongue. So it's little tiny wavy lines coming out of your tongue, letting you know Green Goblin. Tasty man, tasty man, (laughs) does whatever he tastes he can. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. If Spider-Man's spider sense was like only through his tongue and it was like, oh, there's a baseball flying at my head. Cause I know cause of my tongue, you know? <laughs> yes. And I heard a little sound and my tongue went oh, this, this side dodged right out of the way. Spidey sense. I like this. I like Spidey sense. Who thought that the tongue would be the window to the Spidey sense of the soul? Yeah. Unexpected. A plot twist. Confucius. No one saw coming. Confucius yeah. said Confucius. it. <laughs> I know. I think this is really cool. I mean, look, I'm looking at so strictly from strictly from the point of view of becoming uh, a superhero with super senses here, which I know is not what they mean for. But like, follow right. me along this here. Right now, I'm going to say this. It's a little too noticeable. I think people would know that I had <laughs> the Spidey senses on. Well. Yeah, but you don't wear them when you're Peter Parker. You know what I mean? You, you have when you're to wear them bur- when you're Peter Parker. What if you're sitting uh, at dinner? What if you're sitting at a, a the, at the coffee shop with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, car, car is about Whoa. to crash through. Doc Ock is throwing a car. Mm. Peter Parker's got it. Peter Parker's tongue has got to know that. <laughs> His tongue has got to know that. You're right. He's got to taste that you're through right. the delicious pie, which we don't know it's delicious pie until Spider-Man 3 when Harry Osborn tells us it's so good. We can only imagine how good the pie is in Spider-Man 2. You're right. You're right. I was I was thinking that the big, bright, red and blue costume could cover up this thing. But no, you're right. It's it's very important that Peter have it. With great power, the, Jeff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? car situation. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to wear it. You have to wear it all the time. in cafes being thrown at cars. The old Seinfeld. That's the Seinfeld bit. And he was trying to warn us. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld has been trying to warn us our whole lives. 
Uh, now the <laughs> now the vision one is definitely it goes more into sort of the superhero vibe of it, I think. Yeah, because it does it. It is a futuristic we're, visor. We're getting into a Cyclops situation. We're getting into a Scott Summers situation. Look, nobody <laughs> wants to be Scott Summers. He's the fucking worst. But <laughs> it's at least like you could work this into your persona. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be your iconic visor. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? Scott Summers. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like your cool, your cool helmet. You design the whole costume around it. Yes. Exactly. Um, I do also like looking at these photos here and, and and taking this back to what its actual use is for, which is not fighting crime. And we can discuss that with the team later. Um, going back to it, I am seeing like it recognizes a coffee mug and it looks like what it's doing is not sending you an actual photo of the mug itself, but it's sending you some sort of like little icon that represents a coffee mug. Well, it's like the outline of a coffee mug. Right. It's but- the, it's- it's the monochrome uh, binary on-off outline of the no, image. for sure. But if you look at, and maybe this is just because they're trying to trying to show show us a, a an example. We're looking at a photo now, uh, a series of photos, and in the first photo, the person is holding up the the sort of the camera that relays everything back to the visor. In the second one, you can sort of see there's a there's a web interface to this, so I guess they can look in and, and see sort of what the camera is sending, and it looks like there I think is that one first photo outline is in the camera. I think the first photo is the tongue thing, but go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. And that's the tongue thing. You put that on your tongue. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then the camera's yeah. on the visor. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes. So you put that on your tongue. Camera's on the visor. Camera looks down. In the second photo, we're seeing two photos. We're seeing the uh, one that says camera and the other one that says uh, IOD or something like that. So it looks like it's, okay, I see the camera sees the outline of a coffee cup. And so then what it does is it sends you a standardized icon for coffee cup. So you don't have to guess all the time that sort of feels or looks like a coffee cup. It's always going to send you the symbol for coffee cup. That's interesting. So So it is using a much more machine learning than I thought. Yeah, because you can see in that first photo, like it's it's also seeing like a it looks like sort of the outline of a, a a. of a potted plant or something or some other kitchen stuff. And so it's like, what is the object that you're trying to focus on? And I'm going to send you sort of the platonic, the platonic ideal, the iconography that lets you know what you're looking at. Right. That's pretty cool. Actually, that's a smart way to do it because then, I mean, you still have to create all this iconography of which I, uh, there has to be, you know, I can see for the rock climbing, it's going to let you know whether you have like an outholding or like one of those mm. ones where it's like the, you got to put your fingers in. I don't know what they're called because I'm not one of those people, but you know what I mean? There are like a couple different kinds of grips. So I think that's yeah. kind of interesting where it could like send you simple icons that represent different kinds of grips. Hmm. That's kind of fascinating actually. And that goes yeah. back more towards the Braille thing that you were talking about. Right. Where it's a, a, a an abstraction. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. dope. And then, I mean, who knows? Maybe one day you train your tongue so well it can send you like whatever. But training I mean, with icons is a pretty cool idea. The only way I've ever heard to train your tongue is to use the the stems of cherries. You got to use a cherry stem. You got to try to tie it in a knot. Yeah. That's really the only, up to this or if point, you can do the, that's if been you, the only if, training regimen that I've ever heard of. For well, you tongue. can do the roll. You can roll your tongue, make the make the taco. Oh, yeah. Some I, people can, I, I some people can't. And then you can do the, yeah. the three, the flower. 
Oh, wow. Impressive. Yeah. I I can't even approach it. I can trill though. Brrr, I can do that. Brrr. A lot of people can't even do that. Yeah. You can get real weird with it. That was, that's the only tongue training that I've ever heard of. Yeah. This is much different than that. This is extremely different than that. And it's almost like that is not even relevant to this. It's weird. You know? It's weird. Cause I have more stories about the former than the latter, but <laughs> we've already yeah. discussed it. Those are not appropriate. Uh, right. Right. I think. So, I mean, here's my thing. I like this. Um, like you're saying, as like a as like a cost effective sort of instantaneous uh, replacement for uh, you know a retinal implant, which not everybody is going to be able to do either physically or monetarily because fuck capitalism. Yeah. Um, right. This is this is pr- this is a pretty good assistive device. It's a pretty fascinating idea, and I had no idea that your tongue was so high resolution. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Because if you think about all the things, you know, if you feel, think about feeling around inside your mouth, you know, you kind of do paint a picture in your mind of the interior. Like, oh, I got a little something stuck in my teeth. Oh, yeah. There, you, know, you know exactly where it is. But even- There's a lot of information it's conveying to you. And you think about like the different, the different tastes and where and how much you feel them in your tongue and like how sensitive right. your tongue is to that sort of thing. Um, It says, you know- it can send white, pink, and gray, different gray levels. So like different levels of intensity. These these photos have some detail and it's it's kind of wild. And I think it's well, and- it's higher resolution than the Game Boy camera. <laughs> yes. Right? 400 by 400? Not that's, too shabby. That's higher resolution than the Game Boy camera was. The Game yeah. Boy camera was 120 by 120. Yeah. And I you can wanna, tell what wanna- the Game Boy camera is taking pictures of. Do you want to play Tetris on your tongue? Now you can. I actually would like to try to play Tetris on my tongue. <laughs> if if that was possible. Tetris on my tongue is uh, what I always tell the ladies. That we're, okay, they, well, how is my no? thing inappropriate and yours is totally fine to do? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> I feel like that was the line more than mine was the line. No, you're right. I, I hopped right over it. Yeah. The line, there was no problem. I, the, <laughs> the part of this story that is that is the coolest to me is the cross-modal yes. stuff. Is that it's not the realizing that even with as accurate as your tongue can be, adding in like a sound cue or positional audio uh, inputs or whatever it is adds your your brain will will triangulate that stuff and give you even more information. It's super cool. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think. Um... I think this has a lot, like you're saying, I'm interested to see if this technology starts getting picked up by other scientists, uh, people in other researchers, people in other fields, Um, not just like you're saying, not just as a replacement, but as an an assistive device and as an enhancement device. Uh, It sounds like a lot of this cross-modal stuff makes it into a lot of our everyday life. Like I'm thinking about it and like even something like controller rumble when you're playing a video game seems like it's cross-modal, yes. right? Right. Like something yeah. intense is happening in the game. I can tell because it's sending me touch as well as like the the sight and sound. And I would yeah. love to see, you know, it also reminds me of like one of the earliest, earliest kind of biohacking experiments that I found on the internet, which was, I don't know if you remember this. It was somebody that uh, they built themselves a belt and the belt had uh, a bunch of different, packs on it 
and the packs all had like cell phone motors. And basically mm. what they did was they would um, put in where they were trying to go in their, or, or no, sorry. What they did was they just had whichever motor was facing north was was vibrating as you were turning around and walking. Oh, we talked about this yes. a long time ago. A long yeah. time ago. And the, the idea was it instantly gave people after, well, instantly, after even just like a day of wearing it, gave people a much better sense of direction in a city. Yeah. Because right. just always knowing which way you're oriented gets rid, a lot of, uh, rid of a lot of the guesswork that your mind has in putting together this mental map. You know, you can like, if I think about the mental map of my neighborhood in my head, I think about where places are in relation to each other. And mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with if I'm coming out of the coffee shop and I'm facing this way, I know that the dry cleaners is over here and I can get right. to it through this. And then I also know that my dentist's office is over here and this way. But something my brain doesn't put together is my dentist's office and the dry cleaners are maybe on the same block. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because right. they're on different sides of the block and I approach them in different ways. But when you right. when you always have that orientation of where north is, just something gently reminding you, your brain builds a much more absolute rather than relative mental map. Um, right. And so it feels like this cross-modal stuff, even in a small, small quantity, could be extremely cool and helpful. Yeah, it feels like... It- Adding in a second sense for anything else. If, if you're thinking about, you know, going through your neighborhood, you're basically re- relying on sight exclusively. Yeah. So if you have this thing that's giving you touch feedback at the same time, it just feels like it would be even your brain would even have so much more information to to put together to create a, a much better picture. Where is where are they where are they located? I wonder. Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Hmm. Well, and China. They're in Wisconsin or Beijing. So they're not <laughs> they're not the closest to us. I was going to see what it would take. Now, much like I told you in our bonus episode that we recorded today that patrons will get, much like I told you to just walk into your son's Taekwondo school and say, <laughs> "Let me break a board." Yeah. I was thinking, "Let me break a board." Yeah, let me just see what it feels like to break a board. Um, I was thinking maybe, maybe we could walk in and flash our science podcast badge and see if they would let us put one of these on our tongue. Would you rather go to Beijing or or Wisconsin? (laughs) The eternal question. Yeah. That's listen, (laughs) there comes a time in everybody's life where they have to decide whether they're going to move to Beijing or Fitchburg, Wisconsin, or (laughs) if they're literally on fish hatchery road. (sighs) I mean, that's fun. Hatchery road. That's fun. Uh, well, I, I, I realize why they went into this particular sense, uh, a, a substitution device because they couldn't use, uh, can't you smell odor. when you're around all the you fish hatcheries? You can't smell anything there. It's, it's all smells like fish. It's fish all the way down. The implant is just like, if you go this way, fish seems <laughs> like fish is getting close to you. And it's like, no, no, we've been failing on this for weeks. I don't understand it. Should we, the, the, all of the, uh, the odors are supposed to help with the cross-modal inputs. It's, I don't I'm understand I'm smelling it. fish. Everywhere I go, it tells me I'm going to drown. This is a bad, you've made a bad helmet. <laughs> well, 
You can't be the Green Goblin if you don't wear the helmet. This is terrible. It's telling me that it's telling me that in no direction will I ever find Spider-Man's true identity. It's telling me it's fish all the way down. It's saying this way's fish. That way's fish. That way is my disappointment in my son. But that's innate. I don't need the helmet that's for innate. that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I would love to try this out. I know they say they say I would too. I mean, I don't I don't mean to uh you know, take it from folks that actually uh, need it could help them in, in a much bigger way. But I, I do think these are the kinds of things that ultimately are going to be applicable to uh, lots of kinds of people. You know, it's it's at it, it feels like it could be additive in a lot of really cool ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I would love to know from uh, from the concerned citizens out there. We've thought of a couple examples, but if you all have any other examples about how we're using this cross modal stuff, it feels like mm. there are probably a hundred different ways Every oh, yeah. day where we're using it, but uh, if you if you think of any, uh, definitely let us know. Uh, you can do it on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. Uh, but a great place to do it would be on the Discord that we talked about earlier. Um, you can do that uh, just by heading to Patreon.com/slash We Have Concerns and supporting us for a dollar or more a month will get you access to that Discord. Three dollars or more a month will get you access to those bonus episodes uh, every week, and then. As you go up from there, you get other things like bonus videos, uh, bonus things with our uh, bonus clips with our guests, all kinds of stuff. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. I'm going to go lick something. Don't lick the ATM. Well, I didn't specify, but you figured me out. 